It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition information. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and I thank everyone that's listening today. We really do appreciate it. You know, each week we bring you information on how nutrition or the lack of it affects different health problems. We might bring you some information about the nutrition connection to depression or the nutrition connection to ADD, ADHD, or the nutrition connection to diabetes or how nutrition affects arthritis. But today, you know, we don't have a prepared topic because we want to give you the opportunity to ask the nutritionist. And I've invited Anna Derhock to be our co-host, and that's because Anna has her master's degree in nutrition She's a licensed nutritionist. And Anna, tell us a little bit more about your background, because you've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Even though you're just a young kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, well, I I have a bachelor's degree in nutrition, and then I um, have also worked for Nutritional Weight and Wellness for over five years. Five years? Now. Yeah, five years. Can you believe it? Oh, my God. 2005. <laughs> so, and I, um, last year I completed my master's degree in nutrition, and I absolutely love teaching. I see clients, um, and I have two beautiful little girls. Isabel's almost four, Genevieve's two, and um, and also my husband's a very busy chiropractor with, with his own practice in Brooklyn Park. So I just, I have a real passion for people's health and specifically how nutrition can help them. And, you know, everybody says how much fun they have when they go to your classes. <laughs> I try so, to make it lively. Yes, you do. So what are you teaching this week? What um, have you been teaching? I'm only going to teach one class this week, which is rare for me, but um, I'm teaching the Weight and Wellness Series in Maple Grove. Okay. So so I hope some of those people are listening today. Oh, yes. I hope so. We'll quiz them. You know, the reason I invited Anna to be co-host this show, because she really has a firm handle on all the current nutrition research and science. So, you know, we're ready for people to start calling us. Yes. And our, if you have a question today, the number is 651-641-1071. And any, any nutritional question works today. Yep. Anything that you might have in mind. That's so. right. And, but before we have any callers, um, I have some interesting research to share about how supplementing with a fatty acid can actually help children pay better attention Without medication. So, Anna, what is a fatty acid, first of all? <laughs> fatty acid is basically a, a, a healthy fat that, that we use in our brain. So it's it comes basically from omega-3 fish oils. That's, okay. the, that's the fatty acid we're going to be talking about. Okay. Yes. So, and, but the researchers um, from the University of Cincinnati actually discovered when they supplemented boys ages 8 to 10 with omega-3 DHA, that's just part of the omega-3 fish oil, they had much better attention than those receiving a placebo. So, and it kind of makes sense because we always talk about this, but 60% of our brain is fat and that, that principal fat in that gray matter that mm-hmm. helps with the tension, that's DHA. 
So, you know, we kind of know that omega-3 DHA is in breast milk. And yes. you actually are going to have another baby coming yes, up. Yes, I am in July. So, I mean, that baby's going to be getting lots of good DHA. So you <laughs> will have five? No, <laughs> well, no, four, no, and half, four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half. Two, well, four, two and a half, and then obviously a newborn. <laughs> okay. I'll be busy. So, you know, just going back, I mean, yeah. DHA is in breast milk. And, yes. you know, all the research says that babies that are breastfed have, are more social. Yes. They're more intellectual. Yep. They have better psychological health. They have better gross motor skills. Yep. And interesting, some research that I just found is that breast Fed babies have been shown to have a reduced risk of obesity as they get older. Wow. Well, that makes sense, though, Dar, because ins- insulin resistance has a huge factor on how much omega-3s that we're getting in our body. Exactly. So, And we know that as nutritionists. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and then just to, to kind of recap, um, the researchers found the greatest increase in attention when they supplemented with about 1,200 milligrams of DHA. And That's that, quite a bit. Right. Yeah. So, you know, as a parent or a grandparent, you might ask, well, how can I increase my child's DHA level? Right. Well, one of the best ways to do it is eat a couple of organic eggs yeah. for breakfast because each organic egg has about 100 milligrams of DHA in it. Yep. Just think about that. That's yep. that's brain you know, food. Yeah. Pure brain food. And it's, you know, another place you can get DHA is like in salmon or sardines or halibut. Any of those yep. high-fat fish yep. would have DHA in it. Right. Yep. And start your kids off young eating fish, and they'll start to love it. Yes, they will. My girls love sardines. It's crazy. But they do. <laughs> so, um, but in addition, if a parent really wanted to um, get a handle on it and they their child really did have a lot of ADD issues, uh, you can supplement with a pure um, omega-3 DHA from algae. Yes. And that would, I mean, that would... Do, do the trick as well. But obviously we, we love to push the food too. So, um, you know, my grandchildren, you know, Willow and Cedar and Rowan, they just chew those little DHA up. <laughs> and you always say that. And I haven't tried that with the girls, but I'm going to. And their dad says, you know, Dart, stop feeding them DHA because they're getting too smart for me. <laughs> <laughs> they're whippersnappers. <laughs> uh, but so also researchers found that the DHA is very beneficial for short-term memory in older adults. So, and so I take DHA. Yes, you take lots of DHA. <laughs> and I take it just because I think my memory is going with all the pregnancy going on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're interested in kind of that nutrition connection to ADD, ADHD, Angela and I will be teaching that class Saturday, April 10th at the St. Paul office. So you can sign up by just calling 651 651- Six nine nine three four three eight, or you can register online. It's at weightandwellness.com. And honestly, the fee for the class is $25. Yeah, it's a steal, and it's great information. Yeah. Um, and then also I wanted to mention, Kristen is actually teaching a class called Happy Focus Kids, and it's at um, Uplift in Woodbury. And it's a wonderful class, and it's from 11 to 1 today. And it's also only $25. And so you can actually walk right in or you can call our office and sign yep. up. Either way is fine. Yep. So we're going to take some callers. Right. We have people on the line. Good morning, Colleen. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi. Hi there. 
Um, he, my question was, I, I listen to your show regularly, and I hear you usually recommend eggs and vegetables for breakfast. Yes. And I just wondered, um, sometimes I can do that, but sometimes I like cereal. Like, are there any cereals, like high-fiber cereals, you know, without high-fructose corn syrup, with whole milk that you'd recommend? Well, you know, I think if you're looking at that whole realm of cereals, I probably would recommend steel-cut oats. Okay. Or... Uh, you know, there's a there's a restaurant that's called Hell's Kitchen, and what yep. they do for a cereal is they have kind of a wild rice porridge, and what they have is wild rice and a little bit of cranberry in it and some hazelnuts, and then they put cream on top of it, and it is wonderful. And so that's another way. And, you know, mm. you can cook up wild rice ahead of time and then just warm it up, so you mm. don't have to be, you know, cooking it for this half hour that it usually takes wild rice. Right. So that's you know a couple of those, but but as far as box cereals, yeah, cold cereals. I uh, you know we we there just isn't anything that is um, going to have very many nutrients in it okay. and is very healthful for you. So yeah. even the high even though like the high fiber cereals have fiber, they're just not very nutrient rich. That's right. right. Not compared to some broccoli like a, or egg or yep. any of that thing. You know. Yeah. So. Okay. Thank but, you so much. But thanks for calling yeah, us thank today. Thank you so much. Yes. So let's just go right to Pamela. Good morning, Pamela. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi, thanks for answering my question. Uh, My daughter and I, she's 16, I'm 50. We had our vitamin D levels checked, and they were both at 30. Okay. So right now, even before that, we were taking 1,000 milligrams of the vitamin D plus the twice-a-day multivitamin, and I was also taking the calcium that I buy from your office. So how much more do we need? I upped it to 2,000 each for us. Do we need to up it more to get it to the 50 to 70 range? Definitely. Um, Pamela, I would probably do um, close to at least 3,000. I would probably do 5,000 for a good couple months. Okay. Um, and then then I'd get, you know, in the next three months I'd get your levels checked and see where they're at. Okay. And do you sell the 5,000 in your office? Yes, we do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, one of the things that I guess kind of working with clients during the winter for most clients, and as well as myself, mm-hmm. we need about 4,000 IUs of vitamin D. And then, you know, in the summertime, if you're out about a lot in the sun, maybe you can cut that back to 2,000. Yeah. But not everyone is out and about a lot. Right. I'm out and about. I love to work in the yard, but I wear sunscreen on my face and the hands every day. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So then you're yeah. not getting much. No, you're <laughs> not. Yeah. Yeah. All right, thank you very much. So thanks for the call today. And you know what? And I think what we probably are going to do is to take a quick break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in therapeutic nutrition. You know, many of you may be asking, what is therapeutic nutrition? And could it help me? Well, the answer is yes. So what do we do? We find the nutritional imbalances that's causing the problem. And Anna, can you finish this for me? <laughs> of course. So basically what we do is, you know, we, we, we look for, we look for the, um, the, <laughs> the, per, the perfect eating plan for your own schedule. And when we come back, we will talk, we will talk more about that. And if you have questions for us, call 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. 
Before the break, Dar was talking about therapeutic nutrition and um, what to expect if you do come to Nutrition Weight and Wellness. And we believe in working together with you. So before your appointment, we actually send you a very extensive health history, which we go over um, in your appointment. And we look at basically what you're struggling with, your lifestyle, stress levels, cravings, any medications that you might be on, and and develop goals based on what you really want to accomplish. And then we develop an individualized eating plan that really works with um, your schedule. And we might give recommendations for supplements if we feel that you are lacking in um, nutrients. And then really it's based on your food choices. And yes, you can expect to feel better. So it's a a great value. The first two-hour initial is um, only $250. And then the follow-up one-hour appointment is $100. Um, not a very expensive reward for your own health. That's right. So, um, so we have lots of callers yes. this morning, so we're going to right just to get right to work here. Uh, good morning. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Tanya? Oh, good morning. Good morning there. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. I have a question regarding uh, exercise and nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I do, a, and I've, I'm at a loss because I've gone to my doctor, chiropractor, everybody, and nobody knows what is going on. Um after I do a heart cardio class where my heart rate goes really high, about six hours later, I get a debilitating headache, but oh. not immediately. So I'm wondering if there's something I'm missing in my nutrients that could be causing this. So now, Tanya, do you get a, my, like a migraine headache? Is, that, is it like a migraine or is it something else? It's similar else? to a migraine, but I've, I, I've been told that a migraine doesn't cross hemispheres, and mine is on both sides. Okay, and then how long does it last? Um, it lasts until I take something to make myself go to sleep. <laughs> so okay. you can't get rid of it with Advil. So uh, probably at least five, six hours. Well, I, you know, the first thing that I would look at is making sure it's, it could be a blood sugar issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so that before you work out, you'd want to have a fairly substantial, uh, this is what I would guess, is okay. a fairly substantial meal you know, with protein and and some higher carbohydrate vegetables and maybe even a little bit of wild rice or mm-hmm. brown rice, something like that. So you have enough carbs and then at least a tablespoon of fat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, could you could you give me an example of something that you could eat right before workout? Oh, okay. I could. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> right before it would probably I would probably do like a um um like half a protein smoothie. So okay. you could do that. That's just some fruit, yogurt, um, and whey protein powder. Okay. Now, I find that that wouldn't keep my blood sugar balanced. So what okay. I have is I have about four ounces of chicken. Okay. And okay. I usually have an apple with that and a handful of nuts. Okay. Okay. I usually just have a hard-boiled egg, so that's not enough. Okay, that's oh, not enough. There's no yeah, there's okay. no carbs in there. And then... After your workout, right away after your workout, you need to eat again. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's where... Yeah. That's where you could probably do the protein smoothie. Yeah. And um, I, could, I could even do that, and that yep. would work for me. Yeah. But you want to then, because your blood sugar is is fairly low probably at that point because you've used up everything, you want to bring that back up at least into the normal range. Yeah. Otherwise, for some people, what happens is it just keeps blocking. Dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping, and then you get this headache. Okay, that's yeah. our that's our first yeah. best guess, and that's that's what used to happen to me. If I didn't eat enough carbs before my workout and enough carbs after, definitely I would um, 
really get that huge headache. So severe. That's good news. You you guys have done more than anybody else I've talked to. <laughs> well, that would be our first level, but that there would might be, be yeah. you know, if you if again we would if that didn't do it, then we would go to our next level. And uh, that might be more you're creating so many free radicals in your system and you have to do something to block that free radical radical production. Mm-hmm. So we have lots of answers. <laughs> and that would be something that would be worth coming in to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Perfect. Thank okay. you so much. Thanks. That was a great call. Thank you. So we have a, we have Cindy on the line. Good morning, Cindy. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. I had a cholesterol question. Um, my cholesterol currently is 240, mm-hmm. but I look fit and everything, so I was surprised when they said it was 240. So, um, and I, I eat well. The only thing is I, I noticed that um, you recommended sort of the high-fat Greek yogurt, and before that I was eating the zero-fat. So I tried the, the um, full-fat, and I, I like it, but I noticed it's 80% saturated fat. So is that okay for someone with high cholesterol? Well, I think there's a lot of questions you have to ask on cholesterol. Number one, what is your HDL cholesterol? Mm -hmm. I know it's good. He said it was good, so that's why he's not putting me on any meds or anything. Well, you see, maybe most of your 240 is good cholesterol. Mm -hmm. Yes. So then, obviously, you don't, you know, it's it's fine. It's, you know, it's really what... And you know, next week I think it's next week we have a, a show on cholesterol, which would would uh, I think it's next week for sure. But anyway, what you have to look at when you're looking at cholesterol is what the what the ratio is, yeah. what it's made out of, and also uh, that your liver makes cholesterol mainly from sugar. Yep. So the Greek yogurt should be great for you. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. And then I had one other question. Okay. Yep. Um. I was tested for my B12, and I was very low. So I've been taking B12, and then someone told me the other day, well, that kind of accumulates in your system, so after a while you don't have to keep taking so much. I take about 1,000 a day. 1,000 micrograms? Yes. That's, and that's fine. And you, um, you, you do store a little bit of B12, um, but it's not like a fat-soluble vitamin. So you can take that high level for quite a while, and you won't like, get talked you know, toxicity or anything like that. And that could be a reason why your total cholesterol started going up a little bit. So, so okay. So another, but you know, when, when we would work with you, what we would do is try to figure out why you're not making your B12. Yep. And that's more of an important question. Yep. Because okay. normally people should be making their B12. So something, it's a clue that something is going on in your body that is not working quite right. Yep. Okay. And long-term consequences, I mean, you know, when your B12 goes down, you lose your energy, but you can lose your memory, and you can lose a lot of things. So it's important to to figure out why, the whys. Yeah, most important B vitamin for the heart, specifically, Mm -hmm. so. Okay. What, nice question. We we (laughs) really appreciate the call. So let's go to uh, line one, and Tara, you have a question. Is it Tara? Oh, yep. Hi. Hi there. Um, I just had a question. Um, I'm planning on actually hoping to attend your class in May, uh, the one that's focused on kids. Uh, But my son is six months old, and uh, my doctor said that I should start thinking about introducing solids to him. And I'm not sure if I will write the second, but I was just wondering if you had any advice on baby food. Um, Is it okay to just buy, like, the organic baby food in the stores and feed him that, or if I should do something else? 
Anna, that's your question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you don't want to have to rely on the, the organic baby food in the stores, and it's super easy to make your own. Um, what I what I usually do um, is, you know, I, I would first start out with um, a little bit of real soft egg yolk when you do introduce, introduce foods. Um, and I would probably mash it up with a little avocado. That's oh, okay. what's one of the first things you can try. Mm-hmm. Usually it's a great texture and everything. Um, sweet potatoes is also very easy for a first food. Um, and you just really puree it really well, whether you have a blender or a pro- food processor um, and either add a little breast milk or formula, whatever you're doing, um, you know, um, and then um, you kind of go from there. But try to just try to try to stay away from the fruit in the first month or so and introduce that a little bit later. So he gets a feel for um, more of the vegetables and stuff like that. And actually, we really recommend that people stay away from rice cereal. Yes. Because, again, oh. you know, we we believe that rice cereal, which is really high in carbohydrates Mm -hmm. leads can lead some babies into that insulin resistance and it's down that path to just wanting more uh, more more carbohydrates Mm -hmm. yep that makes sense so we have found like anna said the avocado and the organic egg yolk gives the the baby so many nutrients yes especially that's dha yeah it's it's great so yep well yeah well i'll try that and then um Along that line, too, um, breastfeeding never worked for me. Um, I had problems producing enough milk. And is there, should I be, I, so he gets formula, uh, which okay. I hate, but um, is there something else I should be giving him that, I mean, some type of supplement or something that he's not, since he's not getting everything? Yes. Um, <laughs> um, def- what I would do is I would add um, a teaspoon of cod liver oil to to his formula. And then okay. also... Um, um, some good bifidobacteria. And you can get that in a powder form at any co-op. You can get it at our office. Um, and it's that's essential, and that's what he's not getting from your breast, you know, from your breast milk um, in, in his formula. And that's essential for breaking down nutrients and um, increasing the immune, immune system and all that. Okay, could you, you know, say those two one more time? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's called bifidobacteria. And then okay. um, a uh, daily a teaspoon of cod liver oil whenever you want to add it to his formula. And then I would check his formula to see if it actually has omega-3 DHA mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. And if it doesn't, I would add a, a separate uh, oh. supplement, you know, a couple of drops of DHA too into that formula. Yeah. You know, and some of the newer formulas do, they have they been putting have, yeah. DHA in. Yep. But not all of them. Right. So. You really got to watch that. There you are. We got lots of ideas <laughs> for you. So thank you for the call this morning. And let's go to oh, we gotta go to break. So all right, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, in the March twenty second issue of Newsweek magazine, Michelle Obama speaks out about her mission to empower parents, schools, and the community to battle childhood obesity. She is saying today that obesity is considered a public health threat and is a problem that even threatens our national security. Being overweight is the number one reason recruits are turned away from the military. Mm. Shocking. So the big gulp that has caught our youth at the waistline, hasn't it? And if you have questions today, it's 651-641-1071. 
Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am Anna Durhak, licensed nutritionist, and I am here with Darlene Kavist, also licensed nutritionist. And we are taking your Ask the Nutritionist calls. So if you have a call or have a question, call 651-641-1071. And we do have lots of callers, but I did want to mention this little fact that McDonald's opened in the 50s and a soda weighed 7 ounces. Today, a 7-Eleven's 44-ounce Super Big Gulp um, that Dar mentioned right before we went to break has its own fan club on Facebook. Yeah. And it's just, it's sick. It's sad. But high fructose corn syrup is one of the leading reasons why people, you know, head down that obesity and diabetes path. 44 ounces. That is a lot of soda. Wow. And it's all high fructose corn syrup. So that's over six servings of what we used to get. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, well, we'll go back to the questions here. Yes. Good morning, Joanne, and welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hello. Hi there. You have a question for us. Yes. Um, I had osteoarthritis of the hip, mm-hmm. and I had minimal invasive surgery a couple weeks ago. And before my surgery, I was taking those packets at your office. They sell their surgical healing yes. packets. Yeah. <clears throat> I was wondering if I should still be taking those. Yes, you should. Yes. Those should. are great. Yep. Yes. And is there anything else that you think I should be doing for the healing process, I'm pretty much walking around and um, feeling pretty good. But well, um, I, just... I mean, a couple of things: Are you taking omega three? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And are you eating sufficient amount of protein? Yes. Okay. I mean, a lot you of know, salmon, salmon, uh, you know, steak, uh, chicken, meat, chicken. Yeah. Because that's what right. aids in the healing. Yep. Right. But um, you you say I should continue taking um, those packets. Yeah, I would take yeah. them for another month at least. Definitely. Because, yeah. Another month. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Okay, You're thanks welcome. for the call. Thanks. That was great. <laughs> so uh, let's see here. Good morning, Kathy. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us? Yes. Um, my husband has a very bad case of psoriasis, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering what I can do for him nutritionally. Okay, Anna, we'll start together. Go <laughs> okay. ahead. All right. So psoriasis is usually autoimmune. Um, mm-hmm. And so usually what we do nutritionally is um, usually gluten is a factor and a lot of times dairy. So at least start to eliminate one of those. Or both. Or both at once, if he's willing. Um, it, it really does cut down on the inflammation. And also um, um, GLA would be the next best thing to supplement anyway, and that's an omega six fatty acid, and probably omega three too. Yep, both of those. But you should take supplements of omega three and six. Yeah, yeah. You know, as you're looking at autoimmune, you have to think, okay, what's causing this inflammation on my skin? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it isn't a hundred percent always that the inflammation is coming from a food sensitivity. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty high these days. Yes. Okay. Of so eliminating the gluten grains, which, you know, that's like wheat and rye and barley and oats and all those. Okay. Yeah. And then also eliminating the dairy protein. Yeah. It's specifically the casein and sometimes whey. Even. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. And Or bring him in and have us help him and, yeah. you know, kind of get his system back balanced again because... You know, we can say this, and it sounds so easy on the radio, <laughs> but, but it's, it's, but it's a lot of work. Yep. And we have actually have a lot of recipes that that really taste great, and they're gluten-free, and they're dairy-free, and people wouldn't even know 
that yeah, they're, a, they're missing. They are, that they're a special kind of recipe yep. that's going to, but they're, they just taste great. So yep. okay, anyway, thank you very much. but thanks for the call thank today. Thank you so much. Yes. And um, let's see, line four. Hi, Doris. Uh, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi. Um, last night, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last night on the internet, I was uh, just going through different recipes, mm-hmm. and they said, that agave nectar is the same as high fructose corn syrup. Well, it is in the sense that it is high in fructose. Ninety percent, what I've read recently, in many agave syrups is ninety percent fructose. And you know, Marion Nessel, who wrote that book, she's a she's a PhD nutritionist a researcher, and she said that. High fruit uh, that agave syrup is as processed as high fructose corn syrup. Yes, that's what it says. Okay. Now, if the recipe calls for that, can you use vegetable glycerin? You can absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Oh, you can. Yeah. yeah. Now you know a lot of those recipes are. Um, oh, you know, there's they have them so sweet that a lot of times you can cut that uh, whatever cut they down. cut it down by half yeah. or even you know three quarters. Yeah. And it's it's. It's still sweet enough. Yeah. Oh, oh, definitely, yeah. But you don't think we should be using this? I don't. Not with the research coming out no. about it. That was always been my intuition, I have to tell you. <laughs> Didn't seem like it was going to be okay. And oh. now, now the research is saying that true. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we just have to listen to what we, you know, we, we <laughs> somehow get these messages. <clears throat> and so... But I, you know, it's it's good to talk about this because I think they have advertised so much that most people would think that it's okay. Right. Yep. So thanks for the call this morning. Thank you so much, and, Doris. Uh, let's. Good morning, Sarah. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi. I have a question for you about iron. Yes. I um had low iron for quite a while, and um, at the doctor I went. She had me put on iron pills, mm-hmm. um, and that did help. And the next time I went, she said that I was fine, so I could go off of the iron. Well, now I'm just I'm back to being tired. I've been um, sleeping about ten hours a night and wanting to take naps during the day. And I'm wondering, should I be taking something besides just iron pills? Well, well, there's great sources of iron. Um, so, Sarah, I mean, you could. <clears throat> You could continue to take the iron supplements as long as it's a good, um, like, reacted iron, what we call it, where it's chelated to an amino acid, so it's absorbing better in your system. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, um, there are pretty high levels in spinach and um, a good grass-fed type of meat, like um, beef or steak. Um, And also... you know, you want to look at your digestive tract, too. If you're not absorbing iron, that's a huge factor. And that might okay. be the cause of why, you know, you went off of it and you felt fine for a little while. But then, you know, you started getting the symptoms of low iron again. So right. it might and be a My question is, I do, I um, got diagnosed with IBS. And mm-hmm. would that have anything to do with Exactly. That? Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I, it would really, I think you're a person that really should come in for a consultation because... Uh, you know, we need to figure out either why you're not making, you know, are not able to access the iron out of your foods or if, why are you losing iron or what's right. going on with your system? Yeah. Okay. 
And I think... And, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and is that all information on your website, then? Yes. Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the other things is, even before you come in, is go back and have your hemoglobin t- tested and also have your ferritin level. Ferritin, yep. And that's your iron stores, how much iron is stored in your cells. And if that's low, um, you're probably feeling really tired. Yeah. Okay. But you have no reserve. You know, have both of those taken and then come in and 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 we can kind of help help figure this out for you. Yeah. Okay. So right, thanks. That sounds good. Thank you so much. Thanks, yeah, Sarah. Thank you for the call. And, oh, let's take a break, I think. So... Um, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and did you really realize that vending machines stocked with cookies and soda are in 17% of the elementary schools, but 82% of the middle schools and 97% of the high schools? So here's an interesting statement by Dr. David Kessler. He's the former head of the FDA. The fattening of America has happened by design as food companies intentionally manufactured irresistible cocktails of sugar, (laughs) fat, and salt. You know, parents need accurate information. They need accurate nutrition information to fight back. Nutrition from the back of a cereal box just doesn't cut it today. So remember, we've got this Happy Focus Kids class going on, and this would be a great place to get accurate information. And this class starts this morning at Woodbury at 11 o'clock, 11 to 1, $25. And it's at the Uplift yeah. Center in Woodbury. So give our office a call for directions. We'll be back in a minute. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Food companies now, and I'm sure everybody has seen them, are offering these 100-calorie snack packs of Doritos, Oreos, Chips Ahoy, all this stuff. And I don't think the companies have our best health interest in mind. Um, Dr. Sarah Armstrong, a pediatrician who's from Duke University Medical Center, thinks not as well. She wants parents to make better choices for themselves and for their kids, because who do our kids learn from? Us. So... Not just eat smaller amounts of the bad stuff, which is usually what the 100-calorie packs are made of, but eating an apple or even a cup of strawberries with um, zero calories of water uh, would be a much healthier snack. (laughs) Very good. So here we go. Carol, we have lots of callers today, so we're going to get through as many as we can. Uh, Hi, Carol. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Carol? Hello. Hi there. Yes, I'm calling about... Rosacea. Yes. My um, doctor has told me recently that I have rosacea, but not what it is. Or are there nutritional means to help correct it? Well, you know, just just let. And I think Anne is going to answer this, but just uh, Carol, just think of rosacea as inflammation. Yep. Inflammation okay, that's of the what skin. It feels like. Yes. Yes. So yep. now, how do you cut? <laughs> Anne is going to give some clues on how you cut that inflammation. Yes. And inflammation a lot of the times has to do with what we're putting in our mouths. And two of the most inflammatory foods that we tend to eat are things that um, contain dairy and also things that contain gluten. Um, and rosacea kind of has an autoimmune point to it. So it really starts to inflame our tissues. And again, gluten and dairy are really hard to digest and process. So that would be the first thing that we look at if you were coming to our office okay. to eliminate 
Um, but then also rosacea and any type of skin disorder usually has um, some type of GLA deficiency, which is an omega-6 fatty acid, as well as an omega-3 fatty acid deficiency. So oh. we... Okay, yeah. omega-6 and omega-3. Right. Yeah. And what would the uh, amount be? Probably, uh, you know, 600 milligrams of GLA and 3,000 of uh, omega-3s. Omega-3s. Yep. You know, you have to have a sufficient dosage to have it work, actually. Yeah. Okay, right. that really sounds important. Yeah. Yep. But just as important <laughs> is getting rid of the bread and the cheese. It is. And I don't even know if you eat that. Yeah, but those those are the inflammatory. I do cheese, though. Yeah, the cheese is pretty much just as inflammatory as the bread. So, and if I if I take a digestive enzyme uh, when I eat the cheese, that is to help with the digestion, not of the protein, I guess, but of the That's lactic right. acid. And well, it helps yeah. with the lactose. But it doesn't help break down the protein, and that still can be inflammatory. Now, we're not saying for everyone, (laughs) just for people that have certain conditions. Yep. And that's the rosacea. Yep. Try it. It'll work. I am gluten and wheat sensitive. Okay. Okay, so you're already staying away from that. That's good. And I should come in and see you. You should. We'd love to see you. Yep, that'd be great. And uh, is there any medication or anything? Um, they do, you know, as far as I can tell, what I admit, I've had many clients with rosacea, and they put them on a often they put them on antibiotics, but they really don't work very well, right. and they may just work temporarily, and then they don't work any longer. I'm on antibiotics now. Yeah, but they and they just I kind don't of feel any relief. No. Yeah. And and what that does is it reduces your 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 digestion, you know, your ability to digest foods long term. So. So um, it really works against well, yeah. well. In some you, ways, you sometimes. Can say it. <laughs> <laughs> That's naughty to say, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Carol. We Thanks, appreciate Carol. it. Yeah. All right. So we have a caller here. I think it's Haida. Is that right? Haida? Oh, Haida. Haida. This is Haida. Yes. I Haida. was waiting for you guys. Great. I'm glad you took my call. <laughs> okay. Um, I've been a vegan for about a year now. Yes. Originally started out because I thought it was a good health thing. Now it's more of an ethical thing for me. But I also need to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And finding, you know, I thought, oh, sure, being a vegan would be easy. No, you can still be fat and be a vegan. You sure can. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I've learned while listening is get rid of the agave, even though I wasn't using, I used a whole bottle maybe in seven months. But still, I'm going to get rid of that. But what do you... I mean, I don't even know how to count or figure out what is a good way for me to to lose some weight. <laughs> I think you better come to one of our classes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, now, do you address the vegan issue in your class? That's what I want to Well, know. you know, I actually you probably... I've, been to, I've been, gone to many weight loss things. I have okay. a lot of nutritional... Um, I, I, I really think that it would be better for you to come in on as an individual client because then... We could figure out how we're going to get some protein in you yes. and less carbohydrates. Yeah. Okay. Because, yes. go ahead. you know, I just had a client yesterday that had, uh, we figured it out because she went to an Ethiopian restaurant, which, and she had a, a, a vegan meal. We just uh-huh. figured out how many grams of carbohydrates she had in that one meal, and it was like about 200 grams of carbohydrate. So that would be too much sugar. Yeah. And, of course, 
For her, it meant her blood sugars go up. But you can't lose weight eating that many carbohydrates. And when you don't eat meat, you tend to fill in with carbohydrates. So we would have to really sit down and help you kind of balance that out so your body would lose weight. So, you know, I think that would make the most sense. So... Got to get some protein in you. Yep. So anyway, I hope we (laughs) answered that question. So uh, let's go to... Hi, Maria. You have a question for us today. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hello? Oh, hello. That must be me. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's been so long you've been waiting for (laughs) Well, thank you for taking my call. Yep. Um, I'm calling in regards to my grandson, who's 22 months old. And through the course of his life, he's probably been on antibiotics like six times. And we just got done with another dose of it for an earache. And um, I'm just wondering, is there anything we should be doing for him after he gets done taking these antibiotics? And should he be on some sort of um, infant vitamin or anything like that to kind of get him back strong again? Yes, yes, Maria. Um, Something very specific is that good natural probiotics, the bifidobacteria I talked about before, mm-hmm. um, that's the most important, especially you could even give that to him if he was on a round of antibiotics at the same time. You okay. just give it to him at a different time that he'd take his antibiotics. But um, that is something that he loses. He loses all that good bacteria that helps him break down food and, yep. um, you know, creates less inflammation and all that stuff. Um, that's you, what he's not getting anymore. Do and you have... Um, like, is there um, child formula yes. for that? Yes, there is. Yep. Okay. And we have those at our offices. They're powdered forms. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And and if he's okay with dairy, I would just really replenish the system, too, with good yogurt, whole fat yogurt, plain. Okay. And how about vitamins? Do you think that they should... I, I think vitamin D. Our, um, vitamin D is important, but also mm-hmm. the other one that is really important is DHA. Yep. That omega-3. Okay, and you would also have those in the child formula at your place? Yes, we do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. Yep. Thank you very much. Great question. You're welcome. Thanks, okay. Maria. Mm-hmm. I think Bye. we're, we're going to try to catch one more caller here. And uh, is it Tony? Yes, hi. hi. Hi there. You have a question for us. Yes, I do. I am um, currently having chemotherapy for breast cancer, and I'm on a chemotherapy drug called Taxol. Mm-hmm. And... Its number one side effect is neuropathy, mm-hmm. I've, and I'm starting to experience that, and it's rather uncomfortable, and I'm concerned about its long-term effects, and one of the things they said that would help is L-glutamine. Okay. Yep. And so I bought it in a powder form and a pill form. It doesn't give much information, and it doesn't um, give much um, about its what it can do to you in other ways. And I was just wondering if you know anything about the Oh, L-glutamine. we use glutamine a lot. Do you, well, you know what? <laughs> call, call our office and, Tony, um, I'll talk to you about it. Yeah, because we're just ran we're out running of time. out of time. But call our office and I will call you back. 651-699-3438. And thanks, everyone, for listening and calling us today. Have a great weekend.